What is going on, Straight Talk Faithful? Your host, your boy, George Burkai, back pre-recorded as I always do. And I'm sitting down with one of, in my mind anyways, my close personal friends. Uh, I've had him on the show before. He's an absolute blast. Uh, if you don't know by the screen, you should. But let me make the introduction anyways. Please welcome back to Straight Talk Wrestling, the golden gun, Mark Wheeler. How are you, my man? I'm great. How are you? I'm chilling. It's Thursday. I just got off work about an hour ago. I had some lasagna, so I'm feeling pretty full, feeling pretty good. And now I'm sitting down. I'm talking with you. There can't be much of a better thing to do on a Thursday. It's the perfect day. It, it is the absolute perfect day. I even had about eight hours of sleep because my four-year-old let me sleep for a little bit. So that was exciting. That was kind of okay, good. Congrats. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Mark, one of the things I want to get into right off the bat is um, – this wonderful creative thing that's happening in Ontario indie wrestling. Uh, you were a big part of the first episode, Backyard Pro Wrestling. I actually quote unquote uh, quoted that Vaughn Vertigo is the Tarantino of indie wrestling. This guy is an absolute yeah. fucking genius, man. And the way he put everything together. So just talk to me about that. Talk to me about Jay Wheeler, how that whole kind of storyline was written and how it all came into play. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this whole thing is done by Von Virgo, who is super underrated. And his, like, video uh, – uh, I can't talk today. Video and editing skills are insane. Uh, people should hire him to, like, edit their shows because he's so good at it. But um, basically, Backyard Pro, uh, it was all Vertigo and uh, uh, Gabo Freza, uh, two of my buddies. Um, and they just had this idea because, you know, all of us kind of did Backyard Wrestling growing up. I'm pretty sure I did it from, like, grade 6 to, like, grade 9. And, uh, yeah. And then when all my friends stopped liking wrestling, I was like, well, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so I didn't do it since. Now I'm, a, I'm an actual wrestler. So Backyard Pro was a couple guys who, you know, and two girls who really wanted just to do something during this whole shitty situation. And uh, we were shocked about the buzz it got because it was going to be a fun thing just to do. And we all just wanted to fight each other again so this is a good way of doing that but uh yeah jay wheeler that that was new to me i got like a twitter notification about a promo against me from uh fuerza as not fuerza and i was really confused i'm like what is this because he, he didn't pay anything back he, he just sent me a video of, okay um but yeah it was good like uh so obviously i had to wrestle him because he's trying to beat me and you can't have that um but yeah like I don't know. I just, the buzz was cool, and I'm glad it like people enjoyed it because during this time, like, there wasn't much wrestling. Like, aside from what's on TV, you know, there's no independent going on. So this is kind of like a little subdivision of independent wrestling, which it wasn't as serious as most shows, but like it was still fun. So that's the main thing. So yeah. <laughs> no, it was, and you know, I watched the first episode. I loved it. I watched the second episode. I loved it. Uh, and I've interviewed, uh, well, now I just dropped today, actually, my interview with Nug, and we talked about him and his commentary stuff and what he did there. And I just got to say, man, the first the first episode had you in it. Uh, it also had Psycho Mike, another one of my personal favorites. Jay Wheeler was there. We saw the setup for a couple matches in round two uh, in episode yep. two and stuff like that. And I got to say, man, that finish, that finish through the door, that looked oh. like it hurt. I mean, I've never... As a kid, you always screwed around with your buddies in your backyard. I did it too, but I was never trained or anything like that. But we never damaged or broke anything. Like, my fence, near the end of it, after whacking people into it like an Irish whip, it uh, it kind of started to lean a little bit to the left. Oh, yeah. But uh, once again, my all my friends grew up. I still loved wrestling, but I was just like, you know what? I can't do it inside the ring. But my voice sure. dropped because, you know, I started to mature a little bit. And I realized that, hey, I have a voice for that. I can do the commentary side of stuff and still have a little sure, bit of yeah. fun with it. But um, that finish, man, it looked like it hurt. I know it didn't hurt, but it looked like it hurt. And I'm sorry that you didn't get to win that title. I really thought it was going to yeah. go your way for a little bit. But but I got to say, the nunchucks, the uh, the door guy, the, it was just, it was so over the top. But in this crazy time period, that was the best thing. I think that was the one thing that a lot of us Ontario fans needed. And the numbers were huge. Like, first episode was 1,400 people, I think. And it's still going up. Second episode yep, was in yep. around the state. It's got to be cool yep. to be a part of that because you know when COVID ends and wrestling opens up again, you guys are all going to get 
like the fans just flooring out to see all of you. And they're definitely going to be talking to all of you when they're signing autographs or buying T-shirts. They're going to be talking to all of you guys about Backyard Pro. Not even about your match that night, but about no. the match from two months ago, Backyard Pro. Yeah, this, pretty much. Yeah. It's got to be cool, well, though, to see that kind of response, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a wrestler, uh, we all want a job one day, right? So the worst thing you can do when we can't wrestle is not to do anything. Because then your spot can be taken, like, like this. It's, it's crazy how wrestling is so cynical that way. Um, and like I was saying, like, the best part about this is it was just friends being friends. And our match that we had was very stupid. Like, because, yeah, I had a door guy. I had a bow staff guy. Um, and, like, that's just us, like, being idiots. And, and if you ever watch me wrestle, like, okay, yeah, I, I wrestle, but I like to have fun when I wrestle um right so i like to like like no one likes me unless i'm always booed but i like that but like i also try to have fun at the expense of somebody else so i do have fun doing this right um but yeah like so i try to incorporate my myself mark wheeler because he i'm the only guy who is himself in this whole thing um and and the brunt of that is that uh i'm so into myself that i can't be somebody else I have to be Mark Wheeler. No matter what, like, no matter, like, even though I know that's Gabe Wilfer at, at Fuerza, doesn't matter. I'm I'm still myself. So I think it played off well where I had to fight my stalker. But, uh, I, and I would do it again because screw that guy. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And like I said, it was, it was something that I think we all needed, something that we missed because we've just been lagging it all, man. There hasn't been a show to go to. There hasn't been uh, a crowd to cheer your head off in. There hasn't been a chance to have a five minute interaction and just talk about, you know, you outside of the ring. Let's actually, let's actually spin that. Let's talk about you outside the ring. There's been, a, I follow you on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not a stalker. Don't worry. I follow you. We oh, follow okay. each other. Um, but you've been posting a lot of videos of you working out, like getting jacked and all the stuff you're doing pretty much staying hungry and staying prepared for when, you know, Doug Ford gets off his ass and says, Hey, okay, guess what? Everything's kind of open now. We got to do some, we yeah. got to put some stuff in place. And we know a lot of the promotions are probably already looking at what they have to do. How many fans can they let in? You can't say yes or no to one fan. Okay. You could come in, but no, you can't. They got to figure out what they're going to do and how to social distance in those situations. And it's, it, that's a good thing about you and me. It's not up to us. It's up to the promoters and how they're going to work it. And also the regulations of the government. But, um, yeah. You've been staying hungry, man. Like I said, like even before we went on, I was like, I, I felt I had to go closer to the screen because you were taking <laughs> up so much of the screen. And like you're looking jacked, you're looking strong. And in Backyard Pro, you guys all looked, you guys all looked great. You look like you're all ring ready. And I think the best part about Backyard Pro was that it helped. If there was any ring rust, it helped kind of loosen you guys all up a bit and keep you kind of in the know for wrestling. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, yeah, understand. Like. Ring rust is real. It's a very real thing. And uh, you can be off for three weeks and have ring rust. It's crazy. So we're off for months and months and months right now. So we're all, if you don't do anything, like I could just set my butt all day and just, you know, oh, I wrestle one day again. And when I get to it, I'm probably going to suck because I, I, I'm tired. You know, I'll, it won't feel the same. So like even, you know, I try when I'm at home, like the whole work. Well, thank you, by the way, for saying that. I appreciate that. You said I'm in shape. Appreciate that. Um, for me, it's, it's, uh, See, I got kind of a uh, – I got bad in the state because when this whole thing happened, I just won two big titles. Uh, I won the Alpha 1, A1 title, and that's like my childhood promotion. Like, I grew up watching that, and then I won the belt, and I was so ready to, like, be the champion there, and then COVID happened. And then uh, Bay Wrestling. I love Bay Wrestling. The fans don't like me, but I love Bay Wrestling. Um, everyone in Bay hates me, apparently, but it's okay. I am the champion there. I won the belt. I, uh, I beat Von Verde to go for it. Um, and I was super pumped to, you know, rep Barry. And I had one tell defense for each show. So that kind of sucks. Um, so my biggest mindset when this whole quarantine thing happened was I'm going to try just to be better. And by that, I meant if I'm going to hold two big titles in Ontario, I should probably look the part. Because for a while there, like, I'm sorry, I broke my arm last year. I had a plate and eight screws come in my forearms. Big scratch, you can see that. It sucks. Um, and then I pretty much didn't rest. I, two weeks later, I did the Alpha One ladder match, uh, King of the Nonsense match, and won the belt. So now I had to defend it with a banged-up arm. And, uh, you know, so I can't really work out properly. Wrestling shows, I didn't take time off. I just wrestled and wrestled, and my arm didn't heal. So I was always in pain. 
Um, but now that I'm not wrestling, I have almost no pain. Um, my arm is like almost hundred percent. And like, you know, I was like, kind of like tired and drained. Cause it was every weekend that was like, I go to the States and come back, wrestle Canada. I go to Chicago and come back and then go to the other side to like New York. And like driving isn't hard, but when you're driving for like 30 hours in the weekend and then you go to work the next day and then you have to like eat healthy and work out and sleep, it's a lot. And, uh, I've just been trying to, since I have, like, I have time now. I'm not working because I work in a gym, so gyms aren't open in Canada yet. So I've been just kind of, you know, working out and trying just to look the best I can because my biggest thing is when I come back to wrestling, I want to look like a whole different person. Not saying, like, I'm not going to beat Mark Wheeler, but I want to have, like, oh, that guy is, like, a champion. Like, that guy, like, holds titles, and he, like, he should hold titles. Um, and that's my biggest thing. I, I want to come back the same or worse. I want to come back better. I, I think you're on the right track. I mean, you look you, even before COVID happened, you looked like a champion. You had the look, the charisma. You could get a crowd to move any which way you wanted to. There were times that I've seen you at crossbody shows. I've seen you at other shows where you, one minute you'll be like, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll go by the book. I'm going to shake your hand. And, and you'll slap the, the spit right out of somebody's mouth. And then the crowd for one brief second, they're like, oh, is he is he turning a new leaf? No, oh, there he is. There he is. Fucking Wheeler. And, and it's... <laughs> You know what? It's the greatest. And I'm one of the guys that when I have seen you a couple times at Crossbody shows, you've rocked it. You've impressed me. And um, I I cheer for you. I love the assholes in the ring because you know what? I'm an asshole. I just don't look like a champion asshole, but I look like the manager asshole that could really <laughs> annoy the fuck out of you to the point where you'll spit water in my face. And I'm okay with that. I'm good with that role in my life. I mean, there are guys that look like me in the business. I feel like I could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kevin Owens, but he would ultimately rip me a new asshole, and I would be okay with that. <laughs> I would Fair be enough. okay with that, just to say I got my butt kicked by Kevin Owens. But in terms yeah. of holding the two titles, that's a lot. You got you got two champion, championships uh, from two promotions that are expecting you to carry the company. Every champion is expected to carry the company through a time period. So right now you haven't been able to do that because of COVID. But looking at all the other champions that are, are out there in the major promotions, guys like Drew McIntyre, first time as a WWE champion, hard road to really mm -hmm. defend that with no crowd there half the time, your big WrestleMania moment, and it gets overshadowed by the last ride of the incomparable Undertaker. Uh, the Boneyard match, yeah. Firefly Funhouse matches, those were the two of WrestleMania. I've mentioned this yeah. probably in the last 12 interviews that I've done. But uh, looking at what those guys are going through and knowing that you just got to wait patiently because you can't defend your championships right now because there are no shows. What do you think the mindset, because champion to champion, what do you think the mindset of those two guys, like you're, you're, we're talking John Moxley and AEW, we're talking, um, well, Moose right now in Impact, Tessa Blanchard recently let go, removed from the contract, all that kind of stuff, doing this whole mm -hmm. Slammiversary tournament coming up in a couple weeks. And then you're talking about, you know, Drew McIntyre, WWE. You're talking about, um, I can't even remember right now who the ROH champion is, and that sounds so horrible. And this is going to go on YouTube, and I'm going to get so much heat for that. Like, this guy calls himself either. a wrestling podcast. You can't even, I can't even remember. But all these champions right now that are holding down these promotions without any fans, what do you think their mindset is? And how they're coping with it all. So I think if, you know, you're on TV right now as a wrestler, you're pretty blessed because we're all dying to do that, right? And I think these guys probably know that there are people that they know, other wrestlers who aren't signed to a contract, who, who are, you know, jealous and they want to see wrestling still happen, right? So I hope, like, I know, I'm, I'm assuming for McIntyre or Moxie, like, they really do love wrestling. So, you know, they want wrestling still be like as big as it should be right now and and i feel like you know if you are wrestling at all you know and you're defending a, a major title still people are still watching all over the world every day like youtube they still get like so many hits like like thousands thousands of hits every day so people are watching right so i think no matter what even though like yes fans do make wrestling better because you know the reactions are what we kind of go for um, I do think, though, if you are wrestling during this pandemic, you know, no matter champion or not anybody, like, that's a freaking blessing, man, because I would die right now to wrestle for anything, all right? So uh, I do feel like those guys, you know, they for sure know that like, it's still stressful because now, like, you know, you're wrestling without a crowd. You're wrestling in front of, like, the students there, and it's a whole different scenario, right? So it's probably kind of scary. But um, they're still, like, 
the biggest athletes in the world, like in wrestling right now. Like Drew McIntyre is like the biggest wrestler right now. He blew up. Like he he's like the man right now, right? So no matter what, he's still Drew McIntyre, fans or not. And people still are gonna watch and like love and respect him or hate him depending on who you are. So like I don't think it matters if there's no fans right now if you're on TV. Because no matter what, people want something to watch, so they're gonna watch that. Right. And those products are, are I'm sure doing well enough right now because people are home and kind of watching everything so they're probably getting a lot more views than anything but but um yeah i don't know like it's it's uh it's pretty cool that like at least there's still something happening in the wrestling world even though the world is shut down right now yeah it is it is it is a fantastic uh it's a great time well for me it's been a great time to be a podcast host because uh it was a hard time to set up the first interview but this one was a breeze I have nothing oh, yeah, but Mark Wheeler that. time on my hands. <laughs> so it was good for me, man. But, um, you know, it, it, it is an interesting time. And I just can't wait to see all you guys. Like, everybody, it was so cool to be watching Backyard Pro and see everybody that I've known, I've interviewed, I can call my friends, call my colleagues, and seeing all you guys kill it. And uh, I just can't wait to see you guys back in the ring and killing it because I, I've been repping this scene since I started this podcast. And a lot of people know about this scene. I actually had Vicky Guerrero on the show a couple weeks ago, and I was telling her about the scene. I was telling her about everybody that was here and what, you know, like, fuck, tell Cody to start paying attention over here because we got guys mm -hmm. and girls that can just absolutely annihilate it there. Vince McMahon won't give a <laughs> shit because we're all Canadian. And we all just yeah, get yeah. used this. I mean, we know how Canadians do. Look what he did to Brad Harvey. Screwed him in Montreal. Look what he did to the Mounties, the Quebecers. Everybody's always just... So you can't just be a guy from Canada. You got to just, you got to be something Canadian because it's so stereotypical. What a jerk. What an absolute you know jerk. You know what, though, that I kind of like about that, which is kind of funny. Um, I kind of like the idea that the Canadians are always like the bad guys. Because it's like, it's like everyone says we're so positive and like we're so nice. And then when you have the Canadians being the assholes, it's such a weird thing that I think it kind of works. Like, remember like the, uh, Un-Americans, I think it was. It was yes. like Christian yeah. and Ashton, a uh, bunch of guys. Like, I love that because, like, it portrayed Canadians as assholes. And, like, I feel like we're pretty good people. Like, I go to the States a lot. And, like, I'm not saying anyone's better than anything, but, like, I have more positive experiences in Canada with most people. It's just, it's just it's how we are. We're just a lot more friendly. Not everybody, obviously. But, like, a, a good chunk of people. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's 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 funny. <laughs> it is. It is completely funny. And the one thing that Canadians and Americans can agree on is that both of our leaders are complete and utter buffoons. And that's the exciting part about it all. Oh yeah. I I I I don't even want to talk politics. We're not going to talk politics. No. One thing we're going to talk though is because you're holding down Alpha One. You are the Alpha One Heavyweight Champion. Congratulations on that. Also congratulations on Barry Wrestling. So yeah, you're holding down two promotions. Uh, you know. Uh, again, Alpha One, congratulations. Barry Wrestling, congratulations. Fully meant to come out to a show, and then fucking COVID happened, right? Actually, we should make that trending, fucking COVID. But I've interviewed a lot of people from uh, Alpha One, uh, one of them being, I mean, Josh Alexander, of course, and then most recently, uh, Space Monkey. I haven't gotten Ethan Page yet, but I'll get him. But Space Monkey, you know, it was great to interview him because I actually interviewed him after he got his Christmas gift from Ethan Page, which was a caller oh. that made it a little more accessible for him to speak. And it wasn't broken English. It wasn't, it was very clear and concise. And he had a lot to say, uh, specifically uh, when we talked his career and everything, but he had a lot to say about you and his thoughts and feelings on Mark Wheeler. No. And with the caller, it made everything quite crystal clear. Uh, everything from, yeah, you can tell Wheeler he's a jerk. He's an asshole. Oh. When I drop my episode, we should go on Instagram live and then him and I could just battle it out. And it was, it was, oh. it was a lot. So I actually, this is intriguing because I'm going to drop his episode and your episode on the same week. And I want to see the battle of Wheeler versus Space Monkey. And then maybe we can set it up for the week after to do an Instagram, you know, three-way and get you versus Space Monkey to try to air this grievances out that Space Monkey has with you. But what are your thoughts on Space Monkey? I can swear, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fuck Space Monkey. Okay, look. Okay, here's the thing. That monkey man is jealous, first of all. I'll tell you why. Space monkey is a piece of shit. That man got his stupid collar. Now he talks shit all the time. That's all he does, talk shit. Because he hasn't talked shit. He can't talk. He's a monkey, right? And that man has never been Alpha 1 champion. I'll say that much right now. 
and he's been in A1 longer than I've been in A1 by like three years. So that tells you that's jealousy. Also, I ride with that guy to a lot of shows before this whole thing happened, and I was stuck in the car with the monkey, um, and they're disgusting. No shoes, you know, cedar out, they smell. You know, he's got a stupid tail, dumb face, you know. Um, and he just got this collar. So thanks, Ethan Page, because that collar sucks, and I want to break it. Um, but, yeah, um, he has no right to talk any garbage towards me. Because I wrestle Space Monkey way too many times, more than I want to count. And, and I don't think in wrestling, wrestling a monkey should be legal uh because he's a monkey he's not human and yes he is close to being a human being i guess in our genetics but he's not a human being and also he's not from space that's a lie he's probably from toronto or something so you know it i don't know what his problem is um he called me an asshole that's fine he's an asshole um and he knows he knows actually you know what he's actually he is jealous because i actually have four titles oh okay, okay. a1 barry and for nsw i have their uh, inner championship and that either tag belts with Jesse V. Uh, Monkey has, I'm pretty sure, no belts right now. So, uh, he sucks. I don't know what to tell you. Like, what, I, what else can I say? The stupid monkey. Like, I don't know. All I know is this, okay? I'll tell you this much. Everyone loves Space Monkey because he's a cute monkey, right? He's, he's tricking you. He's not that nice. It's all, it's all a front. But he's been nice to me and my daughter every time we've met him. He wants something. I don't know. I don't know. Don't trust him, man. Listen, no one trusts me in wrestling, and that's fine. But I'll tell you this. If I tell anyone Space Monkeys, you can't trust them, I'm not lying. Okay? Especially because I have never openly talked shit about Monkey on any podcast ever. He has no right to do this. That's true. I'll you know what? The first time you met, the first time you mentioned Space Monkey to me, you actually turned me on to Space Monkey, by the way. Just going to throw that out there. But the first time you mentioned him to me, all you said was, you know, I'm Mark Wheeler. I'm the Golden Gun. I sometimes travel with uh, a space cowboy and a space monkey. And that's all you said. That was the only things you said. And you know what? Now, thinking about it in hindsight, there had to have been an underlining beef. Maybe in the car while you were sleeping. Maybe you snuggled too closely to the tail. Maybe you invaded his personal space. Maybe you didn't let him groom you. He might have had a bug in your hair. He was trying to help you. That could have been a reason. I know. I know. Can you hear I know we have beef. Okay. okay. Space Monkey drives. Um, first of all, it should be driving. He's a monkey. But he drives with his legs crossed. Okay. And he has uh, like the autopilot on, whatever it's called. Um, his legs are crossed. So anytime if he had to break, we would die. So I get mad at him for that. I yell at him because, you know, I don't want to die going to a wrestling show, you know. But apparently I'm the wrong one when I say driving with your legs crossed is stupid. I don't know. I think it's pretty stupid. Um Maybe it's that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I always call him names, but like, didn't think it hurt feelings. He's a sensitive, sensitive monkey man. I don't know. Um, but yeah, maybe he, he just, I don't know. Maybe he's, he's just a bad guy now. He's, just, he's being mean, like, 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 I, like I am right now. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, maybe he, I'll talk about maybe he realizes. Maybe he realizes that nice guys finish last and he sees all the gold that you're rocking and you fully admitted you're not a nice guy. Maybe he feels that he should adopt some of your persona to get some gold. Okay, um, that's fine, but um, he's still a monkey, so I, I can't help him with that. Once he gets past that monkey phase he's in right now, um, then we're good. Until then, I don't want to help him, so he can screw off. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, two questions about two more questions about Space Monkey, and then we're going to move on for Space Monkey. When yep. this airs, and if I can get it together, will you agree to go on the Straight Talk Wrestling Instagram with me and Space Monkey and try to come to a consensus and agreement about why this is the way it is? Sure, I'll try. I'll try. Okay. I'm going to reach out to Space Monkey, and we're going to make this happen. And the other question, when the world goes back to normal and shows open up, and you're ready to defend this Alpha One Championship, Will you, and this is a Straight Talk Wrestling exclusive, will you grant Space Monkey a shot at the Alpha One title? Okay. Um, I mean, to be honest, this is just me talking. 
the man does not deserve it because he was in the tag team for a long time and he's not a tag champion even. I think there's other guys on the roster who deserve a shot more. But but I love being a space monkey and it's fun being a show to him. So I mean, yeah, like I mean I, I won't decide what matches they have for Alpha One, that'd be sweet. But uh, you know, I I never defend it. But um yeah, I don't know. If he wants it, I guess cool, but like he wouldn't win, so who cares? I don't know. Well, Ethan Page, if you are watching this, you know, maybe I've just booked a future match of the year candidate. The Golden Gun versus Space Monkey in an all-out brawl. I'm talking three stages of hell. Last man standing, submission match, finish it off with a ladder match. I think that's the way to go. I think that'll sell out. I think it should happen. So, Ethan Page, if you're watching and you're a follower of mine, because I'm a follower of yours, I don't think you follow me at all, but you should book this match. Because I think this match is fantastic. But speaking of getting, getting serious again, speaking of defending your titles, when the world does open up, is there anybody that you kind of have in your sights at Barry and at Alpha One that you would really love to get into the ring with and put that title on the line against? Because you said there's a lot of other guys that you think are deserving. So let's go with the Alpha One roster first, and then we'll go to Barry. Who do you think is deserving of a shot at your Alpha One championship? Well, the Alpha One roster is pretty stacked. Um, it's actually really stacked. Uh, it's probably, like, one of the best rosters um, going right now. Um, and I've wrestled almost everyone there, thankfully. Like, I've had a match with almost everybody there. So, uh, no one that I really haven't wrestled there yet, for the most part. Um, I would love to go one-on-one in a main event with uh, the walking weapon, though, for my title. I've said before, um, he's one of my favorite guys to wrestle because he's so good and he he he's like no bullshit josh is no bullshit he's 100 percent ready to go at all times and i think if that was my first defense it would have a big fight feel because you know this is my first real defense where josh is a threat he's a big threat because he's a multi-time uh, alpha male champion um but also uh me and kobe durst have a pretty good uh rivalry at a1 we've had so many matches between like multi-mans and ladder matches and, and singles and you know when he was champion i fought him for it like three or four times in different matches um and kobe is uh very good he he he's a weird dude kobe durst is a weird person um but i love him because he's he's i can't describe why i love him he's just kobe durst um diamond tiger whatever that means um and you know he oh no sorry he's kobe like the ram jam diamond tiger now or something um, he's the wrestler's son. Um, so yeah, either Josh or Kobe, because I mean, I guess I wrestled both of them in Alpha One, but never defending my title. Mm-hmm. And also in Alpha One, I have, uh, Jesse V as my, I guess my diesel, you want to call him that. I hate that term, but that's what people say, or like a bodyguard. He's just there to make sure, you know, that nothing bad happens to me. Right. He's, he's, he's like 6'2", 260. So, you know. I'm pretty sure I'm in the clear for most, you know, sneak attacks or anything. But, um, yeah, I think Josh or Kobe, I mean, even Ethan Page in singles, I wrestled him in, in singles at Alpha 1 uh, two years ago, and I feel like now I'm way more ready for it. Way more ready for it. Because at the time, I was super nervous because it was like, because I, I look up to Ethan Page because he's like, I'm, from, I'm, I'm born in Hamilton, Ontario, and that's where Alpha 1 is. And he's from Hamilton. He runs Alpha 1. So I've always, like, saw him as, like, you know, someone to look up to in wrestling, and indie wrestling, um, when I first started wrestling. And then my first match with him, it was like a 30-minute main event in Oshawa, and I was shitting myself because I wanted to have a good match with him and, you know, make sure it didn't suck so I didn't, like, stop getting booked, right? Um, but those three guys are probably my top three. But, yeah, the A1 roster is so freaking stacked. Like, it could be anybody on the roster, and I wouldn't have anything bad to say about it. Um, for Barry, though, Barry's roster is different because Barry is cool in the sense that uh, – it's a lot of new guys, um, and they get a lot of chances to wrestle for you know a good show. Um, Barry, um, Barry wrestling is very underrated because it's Barry. Like no one thinks that it's it's quiet town, right? Like what happens in Barry, Ontario? Nothing. Um, it's true, and I tell fans that every show and whatever. But the actual show itself is super solid, and and the cards are always very very like good. And you know when I was going for this title, I had a whole like 
I had a whole winning streak. Like I, I wrestled like Puff. Uh, I wrestled Danny Garcia. I wrestled Kevin Blackwood. Beat all of them. So I think that gave me enough credit to go for the world title. And then I got my big match against Von Vertigo. And then everyone was saying that I had like no chance to win. No chance to win. I was going to cheat. So I have Nug there. Nug's my manager there. I had Jesse V there with me too. And like, oh, you're going to cheat or, or, you know, you suck, you're going to lose. And I won the title. And everyone was really mad at me. And I had to hear about it for like two months. And then now I couldn't defend it. So it's like, crap. Came in like rubbing your faces now. Um, but if anyone is very, I wanted to wrestle. I mean, I would want to give Vertigo his rematch because he, again, I think he's super underrated. He's really good. Um, and I think, you know, you know, we had B. Fair Barry. I still think he deserves a rematch because we had a really solid match. Uh, Fuerza is, is, he's, in the last year, has gotten, like, amazing. Um, he has been wrestling so much in the past year, like, more than anything he's, he's ever had. He's, like, his game has come up, like, tenfold. So I feel like a, a Barry main event with him would be killer, or, like, a three, or like me versus both of them in a three-way would be cool. Um, but those guys are kind of, like, the Barry staples. They've been there since day one. You know, I've been there for about four years now, so I'm kind of like one of those guys, but they've been there since the first day. So I think when wrestling's back and Barry's first show, one of those guys or both deserve to be in that main event only because they've been there for so long. And then when I think Barry wrestling, I think those two guys. Um, but there's, I mean, I mean, there's also like 20 other guys in the roster who are really good who have never wrestled. So um, it's hard to say, but if I had to pick right now, it'd be one of those two guys. Well, I think every everyone you've mentioned was at the top of my list. And uh, the only thing I could say is to either promoter is uh, shut up and take my money. Because whenever that opens <laughs> up, any of those matches will be dynamite. Uh, if we could take a more serious kind of real turn in this uh, interview now. Uh, there's been a lot of things happening in wrestling. Uh, most recently, uh, over the last actually two weeks. And it's been something called the speaking out movement. We've seen a lot of wrestlers come forward, a lot of indie wrestlers, a lot of pro wrestlers coming forward and calling individuals out. I myself had a, a person who was called out in the situation. I had an episode ready to air with one of the individuals, not going to mention names. Uh, and I had to pull, I pulled it because uh, integrity over listens. I'm not going to give a voice to someone who's been outed out for what they've done. And um, if this person is watching, uh, you know the reasons why. If you want to contact me, we can have a conversation. But your episode will never see the light of day. And it sucks because it was such a great episode. But with all the things going on in the speaking out movement, and even in the world, you've got Black Lives Matter, you've got all the COVID stuff, you've got the world kind of percolating. and almost feels like it's ready to explode with everything that's kind of happening right now. What are your thoughts? Because you know some of the wrestlers that were called out. You know some of the wrestlers who did the calling out. You're in the mix. Uh, you're in the clear because you are uh, a great human being and you've always held yourself of high standard. Even though, you know, you play that jerk off of a character, every promotion I've seen you at behind the scenes, you're always respectful. You're always smiles. And it's always, it's the way it should be. You never shit on anybody. You go in, you do your job, you say your goodbyes, you collect your money and you go home. And that's the way yep. it should be. But what are your thoughts on this whole speaking out movement as it stands right now? Because every day, more and more information is coming out. So it's not like it stopped. It's just getting bigger. What are your thoughts? It's a lot, man. Um, what I'm glad about is that people are finally calling shitty people out. Um, wrestling, as cool as it is, like at any job, there's always the bad apples, right? And... and some of the people that were like called out, I had no clue. I, I really had no idea because they would hide it so long, I guess, which is a, a scary thing. Um, but, you know, I, I you don't, I, uh, you were saying I don't talk shit, and I try not to because um, I don't, it's like, it's like high school to me. I don't want to start drama if I don't have to. Um, but since he's canceled now, I can say this, and I actually I tweeted it um, Joy Ryan, um, I think this is as a wrestler talking and as a wrestling fan, I'm still a fan of wrestling. Um, since I first saw him do his whole, his whole deal, I, I, I always thought it was gross. Um, only because you're literally making people you, you're, you're booked against, which they didn't, uh, you know, pick to wrestle you. You're making them do this weird thing where they touch you in a weird way. And it's, it's, it's off-putting because, I mean, I never worked with him, thankfully. And, and if I did, I'd be really against his, his, his spots because, you know, having, Having a character in wrestling is kind of what wrestling is. Everyone has personas, right? Like, 
so if your character is, you know, this guy who, you know, what Joy Ryan was, you know, and you know, you're forcing sorry, wrong word force, you're 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 implementing that kind of way of using, you know, your high staff and wrestling to get, you know, to do certain things. I think it's kind of screwed up. Um wrestling should be a safe space because it's a place where a lot of people go to kind of like forget about their real life, right? Um like I know when I when I can when I was wrestling, like that was like Monday through Thursday, like I just got through it, and then Friday, Sunday, it was like the best. Like I didn't think about anything else. And the last thing you want to do is go to a wrestling show and then you know be traumatized because something happened to you. And that's for fans too, obviously. Like if fans get traumatized by a wrestler, like you have to speak up because that person will go on a tirade because they'll never get caught. And you know I'm happy that the ones who are getting called out, you know, are gone now because that's in the future now. There's more positivity for wrestlers, and you know. Uh, again, I'm not going to, like, besides him, I'm not going to name names, but, like, the ones who have been called out, I feel like some are kind of obvious and should have been called out sooner. Um, and that's just the reality of it. And, you know, that's it is what it is. But, like, yeah. And, you know, for the Black Lives Matter, that's that's awesome, man. Like, it, it's such a good thing to see that people are really fighting for this. And, you know, the state's, like, there's a lot of bad things happening over there right now. And, like, every day you see a new video of, like, someone having a gun on somebody. There was a video, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a protest in, like, a rich neighborhood. Yeah. And I know what you're like, talking a, about. Yeah. yeah, like like a machine gun or something. And then the wife had a pistol. Like, why? And they're fine. They're not arrested. Like, why is it okay? How can someone have a gun? And, you know, and it's like, that kind of stuff makes me, like, upset with the world because we, we, we already have, like, a, a killer virus out that, you know, no... It, a lot of people aren't taking seriously, and and people, you know, are trying to make things worse by you know like being a racist or you know being an asshole or being a creeper or being you know it's like the world already sucks right now. So I guess the one positive thing in in, in the protests and, and you know the speaking out movement is that the people who 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 suck are getting kicked out and blacklisted, um, which is like awesome. They're, they're all like in wrestling, like once you're blackballed, you're blackballed. That's it. You're, you're like you're done which I'm thankful for in that sense. And yes, that's a, probably an old school thing, gay blackball. But in this case, like it has to happen because man, like I can only imagine being like, you know, a girl in wrestling and having a guy and you're scared of saying to me, he's, he's being the way he is and you can't say anything because you might not get booked anymore. Like it's bad. Right. And playing politics like that in wrestling is dangerous because people do it. But I do think when wrestling is back full force, uh, it's going to be a lot better because I've had my fair share of, of, of seeing shitty things and trying to help stop things and it doesn't go anywhere. And then someone is 20 years in the business, they have, you know, they're safe, which I think is bullshit because if you're a bad person, you're a bad person, no matter how long you wrestle. Um, but yeah, I, you know, long story short, I'm glad that, you know, these ones are getting the can because these people I've seen that shows be really shitty people. And like, okay, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell one quick story. Because I, I, I tweeted it, and it, it, it's hilarious to me. Um, so I was in uh, Ottawa for C4 Wrestling, uh, which is an awesome show in Ottawa. It's a huge promotion. Um, and they've always had, like, the most crazy shows, and they always book awesome talent. Um, again, this man's canceled now, so I can say this. Uh, Teddy Hart, uh, he asked to borrow my uh, pre-workout. And I was like, yeah, man, sure. Like, it's right there. Take a scoop. He just stole the whole bottle. He just stole it, and then he left. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right? So I, I tweeted that because, like, I, I saw his name, and I was like, well, I, I, screw that guy. I tweeted it, and that tweet blew up because everyone's like, yeah, it makes sense. That's Teddy Hart. I was like, okay, then it's not just me. It's, 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 everyone sees this guy suck, right? So, like, that, like, that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, I'm not comparing him stealing my stuff to him doing anything else. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, like, even that, like, something that should be happening is stealing you know it's like if someone's gonna be a you know a creeper to somebody they're they're probably gonna steal stuff they're probably gonna try to play politics you know because they have that power right and uh you know i really hope in the future that's just that's just dead because what i want for wrestling is is like it's a new guy to like look up to me and be like oh i can talk to mark if i have a problem or you know something bothered me because like yeah like people you know the problem with a lot of new guys is, is they're not trained to, they're trained to wrestle. They're not trained to, for everything else. Right. So like, 
I was luckily trained to wrestle and trained for everything else because my trainer is a Chris Seamus from Super Kicks, and I learned like the in notes, and I'm so thankful that I went there because he taught me like everything from politics and understanding how people pull, you know, use their pull and all this stuff. And and I went into wrestling ready, so you know I had my fair share of, of BS in my my first year, but I was ready because I knew like I learned how to handle it right. So for future guys, if they ever hear this, and I always try to like tell guys who I see at shows, like young guys, like I'm only five years in, but like I'm wrestling a lot in five years. So I think I've learned a decent amount in five years. Um, and, but there are guys who are like, and I'm a year in who, who are scared to ask for advice or scared to talk up because they don't want to like lose their push or, 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 or not get booked because they said the wrong thing. So man, that's that. Because like, if you're your first year in and, and you're having a horrible time because there's someone, you know, making your experience shitty, you know, and you weren't saying it, you're going to hate wrestling eventually because it's going to be negative for you, right? So, like, tell guys, like, and there are a lot of guys on, uh, you know, the Ontario scene who, who will help you. Like, I'll I'll speak up for you. Like, Holden Albright will speak up for you. Uh, Flair's a vertigo. Like, Ethan Page. Like, these guys, like, Josh Alexander. Like, these guys have been here, and, and we want the Ontario scene to be the best, not just talent-wise, but, like, positivity-wise. Like, I try... Even though if if I have like a really bad day and I'm wrestling that day, I'll let it go because I won't, I don't want that to be brought into wrestling. And a lot of wrestlers don't have that. They they bring everything with them, so they just throw it in this really shitty state, right? So and then they put that on other people, which is not fair because wrestling is, is the most fun thing in the world. Why are you gonna make it stressful for someone who who who's new because they don't know what they're doing? Right? If, if they're going through a job and sucking at it, of course it's your first day. You're gonna suck at it. You learn. And yeah, and if you don't tell someone on the first day, hey, man, do it this way. Oh, thanks. Now I know. Or now it's better for them. They know what they're doing. Wrestling the same thing. If I tell a guy, if a guy asks me for advice and I don't give him anything, he'll learn nothing. And then I could help him, right? And it takes me two minutes. Hey, man, blah, 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 right? Um, but I do think, like, now that, you know, this is a little more, things are getting a little more crazy with people getting called out, it's good because... Like, even, like, the guys in, like, the Fed are getting called out. Right? It's everybody. And, you know, even if you're signed to a contract, you're not invincible. You're not invincible. You should get called out. I don't care if you're, like, the world champion. If you get called out for being a creeper, sorry, that's – you're done. Because now, if I address somebody who I know is, is a pedophile or, or anything crazy, that's that's in my head now. I, I want to wrestle you. You're a weird person. Like You're doing illegal things. I don't want to deal with you. And and luckily I haven't had that happen to me in wrestling. I, I'm wrestling who I've known who has been like you know a bad person or anything like that. Yeah. Anyways, um, but the ones who have like, I'm sorry that sucks because you know some people probably knew that like, oh man, this guy, fuck, I got wrestle him. Like I said, I don't want to, and they have to because if they don't, it's like you get shit for it or you get talked about badly on Twitter. It's so immature sometimes. But um, I'll ramble all day. But the biggest thing I want to say is I hope what changes the most in this is is. Twitter is a very useful tool, but people use it a lot for negativity for wrestling. Um, I saw today uh, Dan Housen, who is, is so popular right now. He's he blew up in the past two years, blew up. He has one like the best follows on on Twitter for wrestling. Everyone's something Housen, everyone's, but he's a very positive dude. He has like twenty k followers, and he uses he's always in character, which is one thing that's fine, but he always uses his platform for good. So he's a guy who's been around for 10 years and just now, or whatever, eight, nine years, whatever, how long has it been? I'm sorry, I don't know. But for a while, and he, he just now has blown up. So now he has all that knowledge and he has a big following now that he can use to help others, right? And even a guy like, uh, like Warhorse, he blew up too. He's a very positive dude. And like he's always on Twitter, like yelling in capitals, right? But like, I know the guy, he's a good guy. And these guys will help make indie wrestling better. Um, on the state side, right? So it's our job as, as wrestlers here to really put our foot forward and, you know, make things safer. Because, man, if I had to go to – like, if, if, if one day I have a kid and, like, they go to, like, a wrestling show and get, like, like something happens to them, like, that's on you now, and that's something that you couldn't control. And that shouldn't be happening in wrestling because, like I said, it's, it's the most fun thing in the world. We're wrestling each other in our, our spandex on the weekends. That's the best. And you get paid for it. Don't make it weird, right? Like, so – it's already weird. Don't make it more weird. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, I think things will get better. It's just a matter of people putting in the work that make it happen. But yeah, I'll 
I'll shut up. I keep talking. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think you you hit the nail in the coffin. You spoke very genuinely, and I agree with everything you said. And it's kind of funny because there was a lot of cats that I was after. I was after Joe Ryan for an interview. I was after yeah. Michael Elgin for an interview. I was back and forth with Teddy Hart. We almost kind of semi-locked it down. And then they just didn't happen, and I didn't understand why. And I'm not a big believer in God or, or fate, but I am a big believer in uh, good karma, bad karma, maybe even a little bit of fate. And it just so happened to work out that I didn't get the interviews with any of these people because they, they stopped getting back to me. They stopped calling me. And then all of a sudden speaking out and happened. And I'm sitting there going, huh, maybe it was a blessing. Maybe it yeah. was meant to happen because they weren't worth the time to give to my audience because I spent two years building up this podcast. I've got a great reputation. Everyone who knows me vouches for me. If I tell somebody, you know what, hey, I interviewed Mark Wheeler, ask him about me. He'll tell you. And maybe Mark Wheeler, depending on the mood, will say, yeah, all right, George is all right. Or sometimes he's a fucking asshole. He confronted me about the <laughs> space monkey bullshit. I didn't fucking like it. No, but you know what? Uh, I know that if, if I if I were to use your name and say, you know what? I've interviewed Mark Wheeler a couple times. He'll tell you good things about me. I'm always professional, yada, yada, yada. And that's what counts. And that's why the hashtag that I've been using, especially when I canceled that episode, was integrity over listens. I spent two years growing this, getting the integrity, getting the respect in the business for people to give me their time. I'm not going to throw it away just so I could have somebody who was outed out and get 400 plays. It makes absolutely no sense, and I'll never, ever do it. And that's my staple. As long as I live and breathe and this show is on the show, that's what I will do. I only bring on the talent that respects the business and loves the business just like I do. And that's you. That's oh, yeah. you, Mark. Oh, yeah. I almost feel like I'm looking in a mirror image, except I'm young, I'm older and wiser. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> fair, enough. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, and one other funny, one other funny thing. I think this is a good story to bring up is that uh, I follow you on Instagram. Your Instagram is absolutely amazing. It's killer. The other day, you posted a picture of a, a beautiful woman. I believe she's your better half, and you posted oh, yeah. it on your story, and it said, "Come on." And when I clicked on the post, it said, "You know what I do? Something with makeup or something like that." And and I get why you said, "Come on." I wasn't sure what the "come on" meant, and then I read it. I was like. Oh, he's calling her out saying, yeah, this is not premeditated, no filter, yada, 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 yada. But when she saw that, I mean, it looks like you guys are really happy. You have a great relationship and congratulations on that. She seems like an amazing person and she puts up with you. So she's definitely got to be one patient lady. One patient. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. But what was her, I, I just, I had to ask because it was burning a hole in my pocket. What was her reaction to that? Come on. She must have called you and been like, she's such a jerk. <laughs> so, uh, poor girl i <laughs> we're good like me and her never fight we don't like we're lucky like we had the same birthday like we're we went to the same karate growing up like we didn't even know like we have a lot of things in common um and i like to bug her because it's really easy and I, I know how to push her buttons it's really easy i i've been her for three and a half years now i kind of just know how you know the bugger it's the best and uh the best way to do it is on instagram because i'm not face to face with her so i don't get in trouble right away so I can play anything I want. Like, and I'm not, I never say anything bad. Like, I won't, like, 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 make fun of her. Like, I'm not, like, like a bad person. Like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not, like, gonna ruin her day. But, like, I'll, like, I'll kind of pick at her and I'll comment, like, something, like, I remember she posted a picture. Uh, it was, like, something she baked. And it, it was actually really good. And I commented, like, oh, this sucked, right? <laughs> <laughs> she got so mad at me. And that's only because, like, it's, it, it, it's all good fun. Like, it's, it's how we, we kind of balance each other out. And she's good. Like she, she gets my wrestling. Like if I was gone all weekend, like she, she gets it. She's not like, oh, like you're gone again. So I'm lucky because I, I, there's times when I'm gone, like you know Wednesday through Sunday because I'm just in the states and I won't see her. And and she hates that. I hate that. But like she gets that. I'm trying to like get out there, right? So she's never been like gave me shit about it. So uh, you know I am lucky. And uh, you know she is. If she ever hears this, she is the best. So brownie points. And. Uh, yeah, like, I just like the bugger. I don't know. And, you know, she has Twitter now. She's got Twitter. So that's a new twig I can bugger with now. I'm really excited <laughs> for that. I just got to learn. I got, I got to learn how to do it now, like, how to get to her on that. But I'll learn how to do it. But, yeah, she, she wasn't mad. She was like, oh, you suck. And then, she's like, and then I don't know. I, well, I'll text her, like, a really random thing that makes no sense. And I won't answer her back for, like, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, like, I'm in stress. But it's all harmless. So, yeah, she's cool. She's cool. <laughs> it sounds like you have the same relationship as me and my wife and it sounds like you know behind every good man there is an even better woman and it sounds like you and i are, are some of the lucky few i do the same to my same things to my wife she'll call me or she'll text me and she'll be like 
hope you're having a great day at work. And I'll mess your back. I'll be like, I am. Don't bother me because I don't want you to bother me right now. I'm just, I am. So you bothering me just brings me down. So don't do it. And then she'll just be like, ill. Or sometimes we'll be at home and I'll I'll just call her because, you know, we have kids. So it's hard to get those intimate moments with one another. And I'll look at her. I'll be like, I'll be like, honey, you know, you're the best roommate I ever had. And she just looks at me. She goes, excuse me. I'm just like, well, you are. You're my roommate. We live in the same room and we pay half the mortgage each. So it works. So yeah, fair, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I get that kind of stuff. But she understands my dry sense of humor, and it sounds like yeah. yours is the same. So to uh, Mrs. Wheeler, if you're watching, kudos to you for putting up with this guy. Bravo! I give you the clap oh. right there. The clap. God, God bless her, man. I couldn't do it. <laughs> All right, guys. And with that, this is another vidcast in the can. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to click that like button, subscribe, send your notifications, and as always. I always ask. Mark Wheeler already knows he's part of the family. He can come on the show anytime he wants. So happy to have you on the show again, man. It was an absolute great conversation. And before I go, anybody who isn't following you, stupid enough to not be following you, where can they find Mark Wheeler on the socials? You don't follow me right now. I hate you, but you can make it up to me by following me. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I am at underscore Mark Wheeler. Yeah, I know it's weird with underscore first, but just don't worry about it. Um, I have a Facebook page, but I suck at Facebook, so don't, don't worry about that one. Um, if you want my merch, uh, prosandtees.com slash golden gun. Um, yeah, uh, stop being creepos, everybody. Just be normal. That's it. Words of wisdom. That right there is the Sesame Street lesson of the day. And your favorite number is 10? <laughs> no? Yes? I don't know. No. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Mike, you take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you again, man. I had an absolute blast. You too. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys, as always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Tune in next week. Peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.